Hello and welcome to the Idaho Reports podcast. I'm Logan Finney. It's the first full week of June, which means summer is on its way across the state of Idaho. Here to discuss some summer safety tips when it comes to staying cool and staying out of canals is Paul Arrington from the Idaho Water Users Association. Paul, thanks for joining us. Hey, thank you for having me. So Paul, irrigation season began or begins, depending on where you live in the state, mid to late April until here in June. What is the state of Idaho's water storage system right now? Well, I mean, that's a great question. You know, if you go back, turn the page back to the history of Idaho, uh, this state really started and still in, in much of the state is largely an agricultural state. We have farms and ranches all throughout uh, the state. And in order to make that thrive, the our early pioneers here in the state had to develop a fairly robust systems system of canals and reservoirs. You see Lucky Peak or Island Park or American Falls, these reservoirs all throughout the river system that store water and then through these canals and laterals and ditches deliver that water out into the desert landscape. What's interesting though is as our state has developed over the years, you look, go to Treasure Valley, for example, now, and you have the scenario where these canals literally are winding through neighborhoods as we've just built up society around these water delivery facilities. And so we do talk every year at this time throughout the summer. We, we raise, try to raise awareness of the safety concerns associated with canals. And uh, so thanks again for having me on here to talk about it a little bit. Definitely. Yeah. Tell me a bit more about that safety campaign that you guys do this time of year. Why are canals in someone's backyard the wrong place to cool off in the summer? Right. Well, first of all, let me just say I get it. I'm a father of four. I get how when in the summer, when it's hot, you're just looking for some place to cool down. And I get that the canal running through uh, your property may look like an enticing and just welcome place to go swim or to cool off. I get it. Um, the reality though that we have found is that more and more people moving into Idaho, more and more people moving just don't have a history, don't understand the some of the challenges and dangers associated with, with canals. For example, one, it's very cold water very cold water. Two, you've got an undercurrent in this in many of these canals that you can't see. The top of the water sometimes looks very calm and looks like easy place to swim. And then you jump in and an undercurrent can just suck you right under and, and can be quite dangerous. And then perhaps even more dangerous is these canals really are in effect a piece of equipment. They are an operating piece of equipment that folks use to get water from point A to point B. And so underwater throughout their systems, there are a lot of structures, cement boxes to divert water away or gates or uh, weed racks and other things that are under the water that at times you can't see that also create and pose uh, a risk. And unfortunately, Idaho had the... Uh, the title of the state with the most canal deaths for children at one point in time. This isn't just something we talk about um, for the good of our health, so to speak. It is for the good of the safety 
of the communities around our system. We operate these things safely. We operate these things as they're supposed to be operated, but they're not built, operated, or intended to be used for recreational purposes. Sure. The uh, the canal running through the field is much closer to a power transmission line than a creek, I would say. I would say that's that's a fair fair way to put it. It really is just a piece of equipment. And so you referenced that Idaho has had deaths occur here. Do you know how often these sort of incidents occur from year to year? Well, thankfully, they are the exception. They don't happen all of the time. Um, but I, for example, I got on the on the news wire today about a small child that fell into a canal near uh, Meridian, Idaho, and had to the fire department had to be called to come and to rescue this uh, the child. He was about a half a mile, if I recall correctly, from where he fell in. The water was quick; it took him away quick, and, uh, and so it, thankfully, deaths have become are not all terribly too often. I won't say there's, well, I'll just leave it at that, but uh, there's often times where folks have to be rescued because they're playing, they're recreating near those canals or in those canals. And so we've acknowledged some of the risks that come with just the inherent infrastructure of the canals, these structures you might not see, the fact that the water is cold and moving quickly. What about some of the less obvious risks that people might not think of off the top of their head. Like I'm thinking of, I've heard stories of canals becoming electrified if there are issues with equipment. Right, I mean, I, in fact, I recall in Eastern Idaho here a few years ago, um, someone was walking along a canal and uh, their dog jumped into the canal uh, to cool down and a pump, something had happened with a wire on the pump and it had uh, created an electric current in the water and so the dog jumped in and was immediately electrified and the owner wanting to be a good owner jumped in to try and save the dog and ended up getting electrocuted uh, themselves and, and that's definitely a, a not a common that's an odd occurrence but still i mean these are just these are this i, I keep saying it and i apologize for repeating myself but this is equipment and you don't know it's obvious the cold water the under undercurrent the facilities buried in it but then you never know when you have something like this just a random circumstance with a with a wire that uh, created that electrical current in the canal so yeah it was unfortunate very unfortunate and so what sort of safety tips do you share with people obviously you know the number one one the number one tip is don't go into a canal um, but beyond that what sort of advice do you give to folks I would say we have really four points of canal safety that we like to um, to get out as part of our what we call our ag water safety program. Number one is stay out. Stay out of the canals. These are not built for recreation. They're not intended for recreation. They are intended to get water from the river to the fields and, and other areas. So one, stay out. Number two, do not go into the canals to retrieve anything, toys, clothing, pets, other humans. Contact your local um, fire department or police to come and rescue uh, or recover those things. Number three, watch your children at all times. Keep an eye on them. Children are drawn to water. 
We all remember that. I mean, many adults are drawn to water, but children in particular, and children may not understand as well as the adults the risks inherent in these um, facilities. And then the fourth point, and this is is not so much a safety point, just a general um, recognition, is canals are generally on private property. These canals are on the property as pursuant to an easement, but it the land actually belongs to the underlying landowner. And so when you go and you recreate and you play and you walk and you're, you're out on these canals, you're actually trespassing on, on private property. So four, one, stay out. Two, don't go in to retrieve anything. Three, watch your children at all times. And four, uh, remember that these facilities are on private property. Okay. And so if we do see somebody, one of your neighbors or just a random person in your community out recreating in a canal or heaven forbid unresponsive in a canal, what should the average person do to help? Is it as simple as calling the fire department and making note of where, where the accident happened? So number one, don't go in. Two, if you can reach the person, do it. I don't just stand idly by. I mean, if there's a way, but if if recovery requires getting into the canal, then call the the the, authority, the police or the fire department as quickly as possible. Get it. Keep an eye on the situation and do your best to help uh, draw folks. You know, to help guide where the recovery folks need to be. But uh, don't don't go in there. I will say, as a side note, last year we were able to participate, and and by participate I mean observe uh, in Canyon County the fire. Uh, fire department do some drills in a canal they went in and they put people in the canal and then rescued them and they ran these recovery drills so that when these situations arise they would know what to do they'd understand the risks they'd understand how that impacts folks so yeah don't go in if you can reach and pull them out do it if not then uh then get the get the authorities in, involved all right well paul is there anything else you think our audience needs to know about the irrigation system as summer gets going the only thing I would say is uh, for a resource, you can see some videos and some of these tips on our website. If you go to IWUA.org, under the resources tab, you'll see a canal safety link. And you can go there and you'll see these four points. You'll also see several videos uh, that we have prepared, including, uh, including a video with the Nampa Fire and Rescue going in and running those drills and also a discussion with a fire chief who unfortunately was called to recover and was able to talk a little bit about that experience for him and also for the family who lost uh, their child several, several years ago. So some good videos, some good resources, and some good reminders about the need to be safe and to act safe when you're around uh, these canal systems. Excellent. Well, thanks for helping us stay safe. Thanks for getting the water to the field so we can have food to eat. <laughs> Thank you very much. Paul Arrington, Executive Director with the Idaho Water Users Association. Thanks for your time this week. Thank you. Presentation of Idaho Reports on Idaho Public Television is made possible through the generous support of the Laura Moore Cunningham Foundation, committed to fulfilling the Moore and Bettis family legacy of building the great state of Idaho. By the Friends of Idaho Public Television and by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting.
Hi, I'm Marcia Franklin, the producer and host of Dialogue. For more than 25 years, we've been bringing you conversations that matter. More than 150 of those conversations are with writers, and now you can take them with you wherever you go. While you're walking, around the house, or in the car. Just search for Dialogue with Marcia Franklin on Apple Podcasts and other podcast platforms, and remember to subscribe so that new shows download automatically. Enjoy.